And we welcome you back to Priority Talk, and we welcome into the program, as promised, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall joining us here on Priority Talk Radio. We've just got a few moments with him, but we want to ask some very important questions and get some updates on issues that I know are important to our audience and uh, really all of Alabama. Uh, Attorney General Marshall, thank you for joining us here on the show this afternoon. No, good to be with you. Absolutely. Let's jump right in. Uh, of course, we broadcast from here in Jefferson County. We're heard all across North Alabama. But uh, we got a lot of listeners in Jefferson County, and I know a lot of them are really happy about what happened earlier this week with uh, the bingo halls that have infiltrated all across uh, this county from cities to, to unincorporated. Uh, tell us uh, why you did this, why now, and uh, just uh, outline the legality of all of this for us, please. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's clear that these are illegal. You know, the Supreme Court on multiple occasions has made it abundantly clear that electronic bingo, which is basically the theory that these businesses use to stay open, are something that's not accepted. It's simply gambling, and gambling's not allowed under the Alabama Constitution. And if we had been in Jefferson County several years ago, had shut down facilities, and then obviously they've come back and now come back even more so than the last time we were there. And we heard from multiple citizens in that community. We've heard from elected officials as well saying that they needed something to be done. And, and so uh, we we acted here with 14 facilities getting orders to shut down uh, these particular facilities. But yet uh, our investigation continues and our work is ongoing. Now, a couple of questions I've has asked are, uh, do these bingo places, they're operating illegally, do they pay any taxes? Is that something you can address? Yeah, I think you'd have to ask the the the, the respective areas, but there's clearly okay. that money has gone into city coffers as a result of this. How much money, obviously, would probably be something that our team is working on right now to figure that out. Um, but you know, here's the reality. If it's money coming in in the form of taxes, it is illegal proceeds that are being generated because there is no lawful basis for these facilities to operate. And it really has to do with more than simply the question of gambling. It's, are we going to believe and enforce the rule of law? And are we going to do our jobs as elected officials in making sure that we ensure compliance what, with what are clear uh, provisions of the law in our state? I agree with you 100%. The other question I have people bring up to me is you confiscated the machines in these places, in my understanding. What happens to the machines? Well, right now the machines are still in place. We have a hearing set okay. on the 21st uh, before those are, are ultimately deemed uh, contraband. And so once that happens, and I expect it will, uh, we have um, worked in the past uh, to be able to destroy those machines, just like uh, any other illegal gains that, that are obtained by law enforcement. And basically, these end up, after going through the appropriate environmental side, uh, being put in a landfill and disposed of. Okay. Well, I have been asked that, and that was exactly the, the answer I gave them, that they would be destroyed eventually. So I'm glad to hear you confirm that. You know, um, Attorney General Steve Marshall is our guest. Um, I read even this week um, about gambling, saying that there were over two dozen casinos operating in the state of Alabama. And, of course, uh, you know, you've got the uh, the Indian, uh, you know, casinos. They're, those are federal. Are these other casinos that 
we see billboards for and see advertisements for, are they operating as casinos at this point? It seems to me like even some of our lawmakers are confused as to what's happening in those places. The the only place that is lawfully authorized to have gaming right now are those on tribal lands. Those are under federal jurisdiction. They're not under ours. In fact, there was litigation back during the time that uh, Luther Strange was the Attorney General, in which the Eleventh Circuit made clear that uh, we did not have jurisdiction over those. But beyond that, absent you know very specific provisions, uh, there is no opportunity for someone to off- operate basically as a casino. Like for example, you know somebody can have, uh, as we initially approved in Dothan several years ago games of skill that somebody can then go play paper paper bingo where there is a statute allowing for that to take place but in no situation is a slot machine something that's lawful in our state okay well i guess the confusion is are they operating slot machines or not and that may not be something you can answer but some people say they are some people say they're not yeah and that's been a part of what has been the historic litigation that's how you know, the victory lands or the green tracks tried to stay in, in business for so long is to be able to say, we're not slot machines, but in fact, we're electronic bingo, arguing somehow another through software and other respects of how the machine operated. That, In fact, it fell outside of what is unlawful in Alabama. And that's why seemingly we've gone back multiple times now, even during my tenure, uh, arguing these in front of the court and, and, and seemingly, and I think rightfully so, the court's truly frustrated with the fact that individuals continue to violate what they believe and have established as clear law in the state. Unfortunately, it's been our responsibility when local elected officials have not enforced that law to be the ones responsible to be able to do it. All right, we've got it. Let's move on to another topic that you're currently working on as well out of your office, and that is um, a bill aimed at uh, confronting violence and property uh, property crimes caused by gangs. Uh, Of course, I think uh, Alan Treadaway sponsoring that out of Jefferson County. Uh, What can you tell us about HB 191? I I think it passed through committee yesterday. Tell us uh, why this is so important right now. Well, you know, many of your listeners are there in in Birmingham, and I saw data the other day that the chief was talking about when if you look at those who had been either murdered or shot uh, in the first three months of the year, that totaled almost 100 folks. And when I hear the mayor as well as the chief both refer to uh, a lot of that activity occurring as a result of, of gangs in our state, and I think it speaks volumes as to why we need to give law enforcement and prosecutors an additional tool to be able to attack that particular problem. Alabama is in a minority of states across the country that we don't have any specific legislation that deals with gangs. And so this statute itself really has kind of a twofold purpose. One is to allow law enforcement to be able to identify gang members and to the extent there is crimes committed to further that gang, then we enhance the punishments. We want to create a deterrent for uh, young people particularly uh, to choose to, to engage in, in part of the work of the gang. And then beyond that is that, uh, particularly understanding the violence associated with some of the gang activity, is that we want to create mandatory minimums when guns are used to further the crimes of the gang themselves, whether it be just possessing a gun, brandishing a gun, or ultimately using the gun. Uh, we want to, again, create another disincentive for those who are a part of gangs to not choose guns as part of what they do. All right. The um, 
some of the pushback on that may be that uh, this could lead to profiling and issues like that. Um, how, how do you answer those um, those objections? Well, the only profiling that would take place is to determine whether or not somebody falls into the criteria that are established under the Act to fall into a gang, uh, which has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with gender. It has always, I mean, only to do with uh, particularly their outward symbols of being a part of a group that's doing bad things. And so, you know, we've seen this type of legislation be effective in other states, uh, have not had any particular concerns of that ilk. And, and I believe Alabama law enforcement can carry out their duties very specifically as the statutes outlined and do it in a way that enhances public safety. Most people would not believe there are gangs in Alabama, maybe. They, they may be naive in that. Uh, define to us uh, kind of what you mean by a gang. Yeah, I mean, a gang is really three or more people coming together to do bad things. It doesn't mean that we're talking about Bloods or the Crips or MS-13, but it's really a group of people who have decided that their efforts together are to commit offenses across our state. And and so when we're talking about gangs, it really is, is a, it's used in a very broad way and not sort of you know, stereotyped on TV. But it's, it's those that usually have to do with certain parts of cities or certain parts of counties that have a geographic connection to one another and have decided that, that they want to use that affiliation with one another to, to commit crimes. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is our guest here for just a few more moments, and uh, I know you were in the State House this week for uh, the final passage in the in the State House of the uh, Deputy Brad Johnson Act, and of course this comes out of tragedy. Uh, it's being referred to as the Good Time Reform. Uh, talk to us about uh, 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 Deputy Brad Johnson and uh, just kind of lay out the whole process here of, uh, of what happened and, and, and obviously what uh, what started this process. Yeah, and you, and you do speak to it absolutely appropriately. It did arise out of tragedy when the county deputy, Brad Johnson, lost his life on an individual that should have not been out on the roads uh, of our state. Uh, and, in fact, we saw a reform of good time just a session ago that also resulted out of tra- a tragedy when we lost Sergeant Nick Reiser up in uh, North Alabama. But but in this situation, not only did we particularly address the very specific concerns that arose from the investigation of the, the matter that led to the death of Brad Johnson, and also, by the way, the shooting of Chris Poole, who was Brad's mm-hmm. best friend, who was with him, uh, who fortunately survived and was in the, in the, the gallery with me yesterday when it passed. But this would say, look, if you're going to assault an inmate, if you're going to assault a guard, if you're going to escape from prison, we're not going to allow you to continue to accrue or acquire good time credit. And and good time really is days off of an individual sentence. It applies to about 10% of the prison population itself that has a sentence of 15 years or less. And uh, we believe that this bill brings it back to its design. It's actually called correctional incentive time. And what we want to do is be able to incentivize good behavior and to make sure that those who are in our prisons know that you can have the opportunity to get days off your sentence, but you got to earn it. You're just not going to get it as a matter of, of just being there. General Marshall, we have only uh, scratched the surface of what your office, you guys got a few things going on, don't you? We do. We do. But, hey, never a dull moment around here. Well, we thank you for what you're doing for the state of Alabama and, uh, and, and how you're involved nationally with other attorneys generals as well. 
uh, standing up uh, against uh, federal overreach. And uh, we're very appreciative to have you in the office. And uh, we uh, are very thankful in Jefferson County in particular for those bingo halls uh, being shut down earlier this week. That was a big, big deal in Jefferson County. And uh, we thank you very much, sir. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Have a great day. Yes, sir. All right, that was Attorney General Steve Marshall with us for a few moments and uh, addressed a few good issues there, uh, the bingo halls and some gambling and then also um, gang violence. And then you heard the Deputy Brad Johnson Act. What a sad situation. And uh, thanks to him and his office for helping to see that through and the legislature for uh, overwhelmingly supporting uh, this that will keep those, uh, those kind of criminals, uh, not put them out quite as quick, uh, incentivize good behavior. I think uh, that was the key to what he said there. So thanks to Attorney General Marshall for joining us. And uh, let's take a break, and we'll come right back on the other side, and we can expand a little bit more on this discussion. It's Priority Talk Radio. Stay with us. <laughs> 